Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily Stock Day Trading Podcast in my ears Guiding me through my hopes and fears Tune in daily, don't miss a single show Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow Taking risks, making moves, seeking success Together we'll conquer, no room for any less Listen now Good morning, it's Tuesday, January 30th And happy day after SMCI Earnings Day we're going to go over SMCI, we're going to go over Google, we're going to go over Microsoft, we're going to go over AMD. There is a ton of earnings, including today. Um, SoFi yesterday, obviously they beat, they jumped. SMCI announced and then they shot up afterwards. Cleveland Cliffs reported yesterday. Uh, we had UPS this morning, JetBlue, Pfizer, ton of earnings, but we'll go over everything that you need to know. Um, in, in the stock market today, kind of the, the core portfolio, we've got a big week. It is all about the Super Bowl week. Uh, and if you didn't see my post on X, the, the Madden, the new Madden 25 cover is out. Go and check it out. Maybe I'll include it in the newsletter. Um, cues. I said yesterday, this is a chart that I posted with a no potential button hook, but still has confirmation above the nine day EMA. People are asking me, are we going to, should we get out? Uh, well, Let's look at some things. Uh, the MACD is con- potentially crossing down. The RSI is oversold. It's even more oversold at uh, 71. Yesterday it was at 66. So we got to take a look at it. But one of the first things I want to look at is David asked me yesterday on the newsletter, what what does the scan indicate? That scans list that I do. So for anybody that doesn't join me live on YouTube, let me just go over what scans are. So at the beginning, if you join me live on YouTube every morning, I simply start out the the live pot, the portion with just going through scans. And what I do is I go into TrendSpider and I pull up my four-hour algorithm and I scan. I scan a bunch of stuff. Um, I scan all the lists that I provide you, the core portfolio, the levered ETFs, the uh, the spider sectors, uh, the Dow, the NASDAQ, and the S&P. All of those lists I scan. And I say, it it basically says, okay, what has an entry in the four-hour algorithm? So for those of, it was started, I started doing that because many people weren't subscribed to TrendSpider. TrendSpider is an expensive tool. So if you're just beginning your trading uh, career or if you're just uh, getting into stocks and you don't want to spend $700 to $1,000 on on TrendSpider, then it's a way for you to implement my four-hour algorithm into your system by finding those that have entries. I don't do exits, I just do entries. Finding exits is your own responsibility. But I do these scans every morning live on YouTube to begin the podcast. And so when you see scans, um, and you uh, go back to, we'll go back to the newsletter. Again, these newsletters are all free. And so the scans are 100% free. And you'll see them at the bottom of the newsletter. And it comes in every day. So if you don't want to read any of the news, just go down to the scans. Yesterday we had Shop. Yesterday we had Walmart. Yesterday, um, yes, KNG, DRN, SARK, XLRLRE. I go over all of those at the end of the episode. The end of every podcast I do it. It's kind of like me, you know. Kind of saying, hey, what's important? Well, the end of the episode's important, so you got to listen to the entire episode if you want. If you don't want to listen to the episode, just go over to dailystockpick.substack.com. Sign up for the newsletter. It's completely free. Where do you find all this stuff? You can find it on my link tree. It's linked uh, the the uh, 
the screen has the link tree l i n k t r dot e e slash daily stock pick. Uh, that or the newsletter, you can sign up for it. But David, that's what scans means. Uh, it's simply a way for me to communicate to you uh, what's important uh, and which stocks have a bullish trend. So uh, yesterday, uh, the the S and P closed above forty nine hundred for the first time ever. It was spurred on by this: the U.S. Treasury cuts Q one net borrowing estimate to seven hundred and sixty billion. This was not expected. Uh, This means that the Treasury Department is taking out fewer loans to pay our debts. Uh, You hear all about the deficit. You hear all about, you know, it's going to cost us too much money. Um, This is, hey, we're paying less. I don't exactly know what it means, but I do know that this was what spurred the market in the afternoon. If you take a look at the cues, I'm going to remove this circle. Um, this highlight, we're going to remove this, we'll remove all the annotations, um, because I'll put new ones in today. You can see the afternoon we bumped up. The period was 0.64 in the queues. It's the same thing kind of in, in the S and P and then Dow. Um, they moved pretty significantly, both, uh, both of them. You moved in the morning, you opened up at 424. We closed at 428, uh, 16. So this isn't the S&P. This is QQQ. Remember, the S&P closed above 4,900 for the first time ever. So uh, where are we going from here? Well, we kind of listen to Tom Lee because Tom Lee has been more right than wrong. We ex- and, and he's saying we expected new highs in late January. And he said this two weeks ago. He was on CNBC. And he said by the end of January, we should see new highs. We saw new highs. And I think this is going to tell us how much further we go. I do think we continue to be strong, but then after that, there's a big air pocket. He expects a 10% pullback. Uh, I'm reacting to that, putting that news in my head, but not selling right now. Uh, Right now in pre-market, the Qs are down 0.23. There's nothing huge. We did have some earnings calls, blah, blah, blah. But I'm putting that in the back of my head saying Tom Lee says, hey, there might be a 10% drawdown. Maybe when we get to 2 or 3% drawdown, I make some moves in my portfolio. That's what I'm doing. That's from the large ETF. That's from the long-term stuff. The short-term stuff, I'm making determinations on the charts, on their earnings, things of that sort. But that's the long term. We Remember, we listen to Tom Lee. Tom Lee has been more right than wrong. The other person we listen to is Dan Niles. Dan Niles has been very good. S&P has overbought levels into potentially disruptive events this week. The first one, Treasury Auction. Uh, this came out yesterday at, at tw- uh, January 29th. He's talking about the bond auctions that happen. Uh, the Fed meeting this week is today, news conference tomorrow. $10 trillion in market cap of MAG7 results. That's Microsoft. That's Google. That's Meta. Uh, that is Apple. And that is uh, Amazon. Uh, over the past year, only 10 of the 20 earnings reactions have been up for five of the MAG7s reporting this week, despite huge rallies. Goal is to protect profits. I kind of agree with them. You got to protect your profits. And so that's why I'm looking at the charts. I'm, I'm looking at the fundamentals and I'm taking all that news in and then I'll make a, a determination going forward. But right now, it's just about being patient. I don't care. You know, if you got in early enough, you've made your one, two, 10%, whatever you've done. Uh, it's just more about taking profits and making sure that you're not greedy and, and, and hoping that the market continues up because the market does need a pullback. That's it. Dan Niles says that. Uh, earnings this week, SoFi beat yesterday, um, and and that was nice, 10% move. I will tell you for SoFi, you came close to filling that gap. Uh, you came damn close to filling that gap. It is down 2% in pre-market. Uh, this gap is all the way up to 949. You got up to 945. So it was damn close to filling it. I would consider it filled. I would expect this to be like this. Um, back here in July of last year where they reported earnings and they said they would be a net cash flow positive, I would expect it to pull back in this same vein. So if you look at this, you pulled back about 30%. I would expect a 20% pullback. If you haven't pulled out your gains, I would expect you to pull out your gains. Your RSI is at 70. You're oversold. 
it's my best guidance on uh, on SoFi. Uh, we also uh, had a huge move in SMCI. Um, I've said it, uh, said it back here. Hey, at some point in time, this is going to fill this $350 gap. You guys ask me all the time, how do you come up with your price targets? Well, look at this. I mean, and I said it when it pulled back here to 300, I said your, your resistance levels are between 300 and 350. And so that 300 level turned out to be absolute resistance. Look at that green line right there. That is absolute resistance for the months from uh, uh, August all the way to January. And then once we broke it, you saw old resistance becomes new support. It went up to 349, pulled back. And then right before earnings, we got this huge, crazy rally. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, look at this. You can see revenue and earnings per share. We're still growing. This just got cheaper. SMCI just got cheaper. If we go to SMCI, I think it's updated with the most recent ones. Uh, the PE is 45. So current earnings, yeah, it's about 45. The forward PE is 19. With a company growing this fast to still have a PE of 19, the PEs on uh, on, on Google, on Microsoft, we'll go over those, but they're up in the, the high 20s. That's crazy. So to think that this one may get to the high 20s, not a stretch. Not a stretch whatsoever. Um, in fact, look at this one. Downgrade Susquehanna. They downgraded it from 240 to 160. They don't believe in the hype. But what this does tell us is uh, for some of the chip sector, uh, and specifically, this is AMD that reports today. This could be really good news. Remember, SMCI builds rigs that are uh, low energy for a lot of these data centers. They don't just build it for NVIDIA. They build it using uh, AMD chips as well. Is AMD, what am I doing with AMD? That was the big question on YouTube Live just right now. Here's what I'm doing. This is, it's turned into a large position in my portfolio, uh, which, you know, worrisome a little bit because these chips are very cyclical. They have big swings up and down, unlike Apple, which is pretty consistent. Um, This can move 10% in a day. Uh, It's down 0.89%. You're seeing the button hook potentially up here. Um, you do have a gap down here between 147 and 149. They're going to have to give unbelievable guidance for this to remain at this level. I would expect it to come back down. What am I doing because it's in a brokerage account? I'm not selling before earnings. You can see SMCI reported uh, before their earnings last week. They pre-reported and then even they popped on 10% just on the guidance that they gave. So AMD is going to be similar. It's going to be the 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 Q into the the chipset. I don't think that Intel has anything to do with the uh, the outlook of AMD. I think um, right now chips are a two horse race between AMD and Nvidia in the, in the AI race. I think those are the by far the two best chips. But I, I'm sitting here doing this. What I'm going to do is if there's a huge reaction on AMD, I'm going to look at two ETFs. Uh, and, and it really depends on what you're trading. But this is a trade. This isn't an investment. It's either SOXS, which had a cross-up at, at 503. It got you in with a MACD cross-up, RSI rising on oversold levels. It got you in at 503. We're at 491. Remember, when you k- take a trade in this, uh, I want you to have confirmation. That's over the nine-day. The nine-day is the only one that's moving positive. But this one got turned around yesterday afternoon. And so right now you are up 1%. You're at 497 If you want to get in under that $5, might not be a bad idea. You could hedge your bet against AMD if you wanted to prior. I am waiting till earnings this afternoon. I am not going to buy this before earnings because this could turn quickly. Now, if you hear AMD is reporting an enormous beat, an enormous guide, and they're going up, your SOXL is your play. It's your trip. These are both triple levered ETFs. That's my play on this. I'm not doing anything beforehand. I'm not looking at anything beforehand. So that's my play on that. Uh, one that reported yesterday, uh, and again, Shea Boulard, just on top of things, 
uh, post this super micro. I mean, that chart alone will tell you it just got cheaper. So SMCI, if you wanted to get into it, it just got cheaper. I would probably wait to get into it, but I would try and find a support level that you're comfortable paying for it. It just did get cheaper though. Cleveland Cliffs reported. Um, their stock is down in pre-market. Oh, it's actually up um, two point. No, it's down one point. It was up two point five five yesterday. It's down one point eight percent. It's at eighteen fifty five. We'll look at the chart in a little bit. One of the things that I noticed in this uh, release, um, and I don't know if I still own it. I may have gotten out of this with a sweat, slight loss, but I probably still own a little bit. Uh, but Cleveland Cliffs, it's part of the core portfolio. Part of the reason it's a core portfolio is just because we need some diversification. And I like trading this one. I don't necessarily like owning it. But the algorithm got you in at 1838. Um, it had no confirmation. It ran all the way up to 1889. It's at 1870 in pre-market, which is down 1%. Um, part of what I noticed was um, they highlighted that 2023 was their best year ever. So what I want to do with that is I want to look at them pre-COVID. And pre-COVID, uh, they were an $8 stock. Now, they came down from a $10 stock. They are a significantly better business than they were pre-COVID. But is it twice the business that it was pre-COVID? You can see they, they, they reported a loss of $0.05 cents per share. They had a $0.54 cents per share. Um, the, into the Going into the last quarter, this business was just a little weak. So where do I see support levels for this one? I see support levels off of um, this kind of level right here. If you just look at that, uh, that line, which is about $13, I would say you trade between that line and probably this line right here, which is about 22 that would be your tr long-term trading range. So you want to add when you get down below. You're about to have this death cross. When you get down below that, I think that's when you want to add. When you're up above it, you kind of want to trade it if you're in the long term. So let's talk about earnings today. There's a couple of really big ones. Microsoft. I bought in Microsoft, I think at about 403, 404, uh, a very large position. I think about $100,000 I bought. Um, I expect them to actually give extreme guidance. Doesn't mean that I'm buying more into this. I think I just got lucky that it didn't pull back. Uh, it may very well pull back. Where do I see the support levels? I see it right here. Um, you can see the big volume shelf right there. You can see around 370. If we do pull back to that level, um, you're seeing a pretty healthy 7% pullback. Not huge, but all they'd have to do is say, yeah, we have some uh, some issues with the uh, the New York Times suing um, uh, suing uh, suing OpenAI. Uh, we have some issues there. They could say, hey, Copilot isn't going as well as we hoped it would. I don't believe in any of that stuff, so I bought it. Remember, at these all-time highs, one of the things you want to think about is Bob. And I'll include that Bob article, um, which is basically a guy who bought at the highs and then retired every time for, for 20 or 30 years. He bought at the absolute highs every year. Still became a millionaire just with consistent dollar cost averaging. So in names like this that are continuing higher, you just want to basically add to them when you have the money. And I had the money and I thought, you know, again, this is a good, good, solid stock. Uh, I had a green line in here, but I guess I deleted it uh, on its trail to 600. You're well over that. But if if we're going to get to $600 per share in 2025, which are the estimates, this one's going to move higher. So just a matter of finding your entry point in. Uh, Google reports today. This is part of the core portfolio too. I have a significant position in this one. Uh, I said anything under 150, I think you start adding to it because I don't think that we're getting down to the 130 like I said in this note. Uh, the thing you're going to have to worry about this one is their cost. Um, are they going to lead AI? I think they do. I use Bard. I love Bard. I use a ton of, uh, uh, of Google's AI tools. Um, I use Gmail. Um, so remember, I, I, I tend to say, hey, um, buy stocks in, in products that you use. This is a company that's just making money. They're spending a ton of money. 
uh, and they're going to continue to spend money. Are they going to be disrupted by some of the search uh, search options that OpenAI, um, you know, the Arc, ARC, and um, Perplexity, I think it is. A couple of them came out with um, uh, iPhone apps or websites where you can do Google search. Uh, and it's actually not a Google search, but it's an AI search trained on large language models. And it actually presents things a little bit better than Google does without the ads. Well, how is open? How is uh, AI going to make money without ads? That's the big question. How are they going to do this without ads? It's about giving you the best results you can. Starbucks. This is one that I've said, hey, buy under 100. Here's the problem that you have with Starbucks. Is you just as you head into earnings, you do have confirmation. The algorithm had you buy in here at ninety two forty seven. I don't know that it's worth the risk. If you're into Starbucks, if you buy Starbucks every day, I would say under one hundred. Great price point. Do I think they're going to blow it out of the water? I still think that Chinese consumer is just weak. I think the American consumer is decent, <coughs> but I think that. <clears throat> A Chinese consumer is weak, and I think you still see floundering uh, in this name. And I think you can't you trade in this range. I think this range is between eighty nine, about ninety, and I think the high point is about one hundred five. It's not a bad name to have in your portfolio, but I just don't see it breaking out to new time highs and growing the way that it needs to. Uh, UPS. They slid after their revenue uh, disappoints. FedEx is down as well. Every the, the shippers are just down. It was the guidance and it was the earnings. Shippers just don't have a lot to to, to cheer about right now. Uh, in pre-market, you're down 5%. This was down as much as I think 7 or 8%. JetBlue is down um, after beating estimates but giving a bad, a bad forward guidance. Pfizer was up 1%. Uh, GM. GM was the big winner, ironically. I just, I'm not a big fan of this company, but they blew away earnings and they're up 8% with big uh, guidance. You know where their uh, weakness was? China. China. (laughs) China was the weakness. Um, That's because they're going EV and GM doesn't have an EV option. So, uh, yeah, where are they going to, you know, find, find growth in? I don't know. Probably not in this country unless you're selling ICE vehicles. Uh, Wednesday, we have MasterCard and we have Qualcomm. MasterCard is an interesting one in the payment space. It just continues higher. I mean, this one just continues higher. If you look at long term on this one, uh, the algorithm makes you 54% versus 17% buying and holding. Um, over a two-year period, you get in 21 times. Now, if we run the algorithm, we can look at that long-term. I mean, you're just trending higher, like the 50-day and the 200-day. It is a bit uh, stretched. Talk to any business owner, and they're paying that 3% fee. I just got an email from my... um, uh, my dog sitting place that they're going to charge a three percent upcharge. Uh, three, they'll give you a three percent discount if you pay for cash because they just want to avoid the fees. Um, but yeah, yeah, Mastercard got you in at four twenty six. You're at four forty. Qualcomm, which is in the core portfolio, this one has earnings tomorrow as well. Uh, kind of going to determine, I think, how AMD um, says. Hey, you know, you want to get in here. Um, you know, if AMD kind of disappoints, I would expect this one to pull back. You're seeing the button hook right here. You're under the the nine day. Um, there's a gap here between 145 and pre-market. You're at 148.29. You can see it got you in right here at 140. Um, the algorithm loses you 12%. Buying and holding loses you 9%. This one has a good dividend. So I would just look for an entry point if you want Qualcomm. It is not at all-time highs. I think the all-time highs are around 170 here, uh, 180, 190. That's where the all-time highs are. This just crossed the 200-day. You're seeing the the uh, the the 50-day move positive. If you get that golden cross, I think you'd start to touch these 170, 180 levels. But again, it's gonna gonna determine on the uh, the guidance. Merck is one. Uh, Royal Caribbean, Apple. We can talk about Apple on Thursday. Uh, the, the Merck and Royal Caribbean report on Thursday. Apple is the one of the big ones that reports. You're seeing weakness in this one. Um, you're seeing that the MACD crossing down. You're seeing the button hook has happened. Uh, it hits that 196, 197, almost 200 level. And it just starts to pull back. 
that's it. You're seeing a good volume shelf up there, but it's just starting to pull back. If we go back here to uh, to a weekly on Apple, because I don't think that you trade this. The algorithm makes you 37% versus 13% buying and holding. Um, so, you, But if you pull it back to about here, um, you can see the volume levels. The VWAP up there at doo, 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 looks like about 183. It's got room to pull back. Do you buy into it? You just buy and hold. Just find an entry point. Amazon, I think anything under 160 before tomorrow. Uh, I'm sorry, before Thursday. Could get you in. The, the And I posted this as my best option to play for this week. Uh, we also how that worked out last week with Intel. Um, but yeah, this is the one that has not uh, hit its all-time highs. You're still 18% below your all-time highs. Now, there's a volume shelf at 170 uh, on this one, but you don't have a lot of volume up here. If we pull this back, let's see, we're going to pull this back right here. And you'll see, see that volume shelf right there at 170? That's where people are holding. That's where it's going to probably pull with good guidance. It's going to go from the 160 to 170. I think this one is my absolute best play. Microsoft, we went over a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry, we're going to go over Meta. Uh, Microsoft, we already went over. But Meta, it just crossed 400. This is one of the biggest winners this year. A and where was it going? I was telling you the all-time highs were at 384. With the ad spending dollars, we were going to go up. That was at this 331. I've been adding to this one the whole time. You are oversold. Do I think you could buy into this one? I think we pull back to that 384 if for some reason it doesn't beat. If they give some type of crazy guidance. But I don't think it's super expensive. We can go over here and look at Meta. Um, and it's, it's forward PE has now been 22. Remember that when this was 15, the forward PE? Yeah, that's when you should have been buying it. The PE right now is 35. This is super expensive. They're going to have to blow it out of the water. Uh, again, I'm setting this up where Tom Lee says, hey, we're due for a 5 to 10% pullback. Uh, or Dan Nile says, time to take profits because these haven't performed really well with earnings and stuff like that. Look at the last earnings on, on Meta. So if you're trading these, uh, trade them. But if you're trying to find entry points, I don't know that it makes sense buying before the earnings unless you're 100% sure that you're going to be comfortable holding at that price because you can dollar cost average your way in. So if they do go down, you, you basically buy, you know, you can sell them if you want to take the loss or you just buy more. But that's the way you play these. Uh, another one that's reporting on Thursday that I find interesting is Atlassian. Uh, T-E-A-M is the symbol. I've gone over this before. I thought this was a great buy back here um, where I was saying, hey, um, you know, 202, the algorithm loses you 9%, you lose 19%. Uh, in, in buying and holding. So the algorithm protects you. They have earnings coming up on February 1st. Um, that's Thursday. So uh, this one, 244 was the algorithm buy. You're at 254. If you look at a long-term play on this one, you can see we're just crossing the 200-day on this. It, it It's not crazy to think that this one... Now, this one is even more expensive. This is a, um, a software application. Forward PE is 85. They're going to have to blow it out of the water. The average target price is 246. So you're, you're basically trading into perfection. So make sure that you're comfortable with what you want to buy. Interesting ones that on Friday that may not be that expensive. Exxon. Now, Exxon, it's probably a $110 stock. It's kind of where I sold it at, 110 we're seeing it just break above the 50. The nine days moving positive. This is on the four hour. It's oversold. It's at 64. Um, so it's not crazy to think that you could buy this because the PE is not nuts. You look at uh, Chevron and Exxon report earnings before uh, before the bell on Friday. Oh, let's go Exxon. Do -do. We'll go Exxon over here. Um, the PE is 10. Forward PE is 11. They have a 3.58% dividend. They will probably up the dividend. Oil has been in the $70 range. It's not going up. So, but they continue to make money. Um, where they're, you know, they're 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 basically pulling more money out of every barrel. And Chevron, same thing. This has a 4% yield. 
So uh, th there's places to make money. And we can look at AbbVie before we look at the chart on AbbVie. Uh, here's the PE, forward PE of 14. Right, it's not crazy if these guys bring about a GLP-1 drug um, because we'll look at Lilly, um, which has a cross-up today, by the way. Uh, but AbbVie, chart looks good. Kind of turning over, little button hook. You're in at 138 on this one. Just back here in November. It's taken off. You had a golden cross. If you bought just at the golden cross um, here at 154, you're up 6%. You got confirmation, kind of turning over a little bit. But you can see the algorithm didn't get you out the last two times that it turned over. Um, algorithm performs okay on this. It loses 3%, which I don't think with drug manufacturers is a horrible thing. Um, if we look at a long term on this one, you can see it's just chopped. You're at the upper end of the range. But when does it break out? When does it break out higher? I mean, that's the range right there at 170. I mean, that's that's not crazy to think that, hey, maybe this earnings period breaks out if you're comfortable holding it. Again, this is a company that has a drug that may come into play. So earnings, it's a little bit risky, but you can do it. Biggest movers of the day, GM, like we talked about, super micro. Uh, Woodward climbed 6% better than expected. Uh, Sanima, Sanma, Samina, <laughs> uh, UPS we talked about. Um, Whirlpool. This was an interesting one because they uh, projected year stats of a yearly uh, full sales at 16 billion, falling short of the 17 billion. This was interesting because they're continuing to say that uh, that people are trading down uh, on appliances or not buying them at all. This is, I mean, that's maybe a mark on the consumer. So you may want to be careful. Uh, that's that's a big story, I think. Uh, we just talked about Exxon. This is an article you can read. What will the uh, the election do to uh, stocks like Exxon? Uh, you can see BP Shell, YPF are in there. So there's other stuff in there. I thought this was an interesting article, just a headline per se. Um, but you know, the U.S. is already pumping as much oil as we can. So uh, more oil than we ever have in history. So does the election make a difference? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Yasmin wants me to look at TDG which is Transdiam Group, uh, which has been looks like a solid stock of late. Uh, $1,113 per share. Algorithm makes you 90%. Buying and holding makes you 81%. TDG, let's see what they do. Uh, she asked for two. Uh, TDG, um, they are an aerospace defense. So PE is high at 49. Forward PE, not crazy at 28. Uh, average target price, 1123 You're at 1081 It's kind of the same thing. All these stocks that are trading very well are at highs. Look, everybody's selling. Nobody's buying. I'm not seeing, you know, small buys either or, or small sales. I'm seeing these guys selling at 969 1000 Maybe they, 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 they know more than we do. They're insiders. So maybe it's just overpriced. That would be my thing. You know, CVX, we just went over. Uh, I think that one, solid move if you want to invest in oil. I don't think this one's going to kill you. Uh, so CVX, it's it's not horrible. Their earnings are coming up Friday. Dex wants me to look at IBM. I mean, IBM just mentions AI. I, I think I've went over this one, Dex. It's going to come back and cover this gap down to 174. Probably. It's going to touch at least 184. So if you want to buy this, I'd just wait for it to come back to 184. The MACD is super high up there. It's oversold. I think you just wait. Uh, X Racing Inc. What do you think of Duo's technology? They do rail AI and would like to know your input and feedback. I know nothing about Duo's technology. D-U-O-T. Let's take a look. Uh, this is, it looks like hype, I would say. Um, Duo's technology, we'll take a look at a long term. It's overbought right now. I think, you know, maybe look at that volume. That's hype. Right there is as it's going down, it has no volume. And then all of a sudden it just pops up. There's some hype. I mean, there's obviously some hype here for some reason. Uh I, yeah, you got gaps all the way up here at 60. Um, I would guess that this is, you know, just it, it doesn't look like a good stock to me. Uh D-U-O-T. Uh, but it looks like it may be just, you know, uh over yeah, it doesn't have a PE. They're losing money. 
I mean, they're losing 10 million bucks. They may become profitable. That may be why people are piling into it. I'd probably just stay. There's better places for your money. You know, you, you could put your moonshot in here, uh, FX Racing, but uh, doesn't this kind of stuff doesn't interest me, especially a software application. I don't know too much about it, but uh, if, if they do have hope, I'd rather get in at, at, at the $6 than buy it at $4. You know, buy buy it at six dollars on its way up when it's uh you know pulling back from eight, or you can even wait till it pulls back to two and buy it. It does look like on this daily chart, like three dollars is kind of your support level. Karen asked me about deck. Let's take a look at deck real quick. I think this is the uh, the fake wood kind of stuff, or no, this is Deckers. Um, this is the shoe company. This is Warren Buffett's absolutely worst trade ever. He said, "I'd stay away from it." Uh, footwear and accessories. It's got a PE of 33, forward PE of 28. This just seems expensive for a shoe company. Um, uh, factors likely to influence. It looks like their earnings are coming up. Uh, Telsey Group reiterated on January 25th. I'll perform. They put it to 850. Um, the chart. I think this is very. I mean, why am I paying all that money for a a, a shoe company? Decker's Outdoor Corporation. Um, why am I paying all that money for a shoe corporation? I don't know. I mean, buying and holding two years ago, you made it 158%. So it makes sense. Um, but shoe company? I mean, you have this gap here. that This one's not coming into play. But your earnings are coming up. Maybe it's, you know, maybe they're doing really well. Maybe they get to 850. So I don't know. Um, uh, George, <laughs> I say that as the ugly white American who eats at Hooters, uh, at, at every foreign city. Yeah. It's Jorge Palantir. What are your thoughts on Palantir? Uh, Palantir. I like, I mean, Palantir is kind of fluttering around 17 here. You can see it's putting in kind of its capitulation here at about, you know, between 16, 15 and 17. Um, their earnings are coming up on February 5th next week. Uh, it's floundering around this uh, the, this um, this uh, this oscillator, you know. The, the RSI is in no man's land. It's not crazy, uh, at, you know. It's a little bit expensive. Um, their forward PE is fifty seven, so they need to continue that crazy growth because their PE right now, based on current earnings, is two sixty four. Based on the forward guidance, it's fifty seven. So they have to continue that crazy amount of earnings. If you see that crazy amount of earnings, I think you pop to 20. I'm in this at 18. I, I have like three shares. So uh, Jorge, or or as the ugly American, George, <laughs> uh, I, I like the stock. You know, to quote Roaring Kitty, I like the stock. Um, info bites uh, or bullish bites um, on Instagram. Uh, if you want to skip Airbnb for now, he said Infosys is better. They do IT consulting. Seeking Alpha gives it a buy on the quant. Analyst ratings and Wall Street. Their main customers of Bank of America, JP Morgan, etc. Most firms allocated at least 50% of IT costs to IT consulting. So Infosys, this is an interesting one because I think you're banking on, uh, I think it was Baker Hughes uh, just reported um, their earnings and they saw a huge increase in consulting. Um, and and that's one that pushed this one up even higher. You're looking at a $20 stock here. Uh, algorithm loses you 23%. Um, buying and holding loses you 10%. Uh, in Seeking Alpha, if we go over to look at Infosys, um oh stop i n f y is the symbol this is they're right i mean everything says it's a buy they don't give you price targets here it's a little bit high 52 week range goes all the way up to twenty dollars and six cents you're at twenty dollars and two cents or i'm sorry twenty dollars and 37 cents your 52 week range so you're a little high i mean it's ranked three out of 27 i would say you know we go higher um, maybe you want to look at one of these other ones, valuation D plus, um, that that's where they ding it. Uh, that's, but it has a 2.13% dividend yield. So as long as, uh, as long as consulting goes by, yeah, you're good. Um, Peter from email, I'd be interested to let you know two picks below striker in Trendspider, January and February all have a 100% uh, positive Bollinger band seem to be cinching up. Let's look at, since he's mentioning, um, 
striker. I think this is a defense contract. Um, cinching up and trading on the lower end of the bands in the four-hour chart, so it has room to move when earnings coming up. Could be potential swing trade. Uh, I see these, exactly what, what Peter's saying. It's cinching up right there, see? So it's going to make a move higher or lower. Their earnings are coming up, it looks like today? Yeah, today after the bell. Um, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, for these defense contractors, I typically look at the long term, and you're seeing you're at all-time highs. Doesn't mean don't buy it, but if you just look at a trend line of this prior to COVID, and you kind of touch three, you're looking at significantly higher. Uh, even if you touched the the, the current recent um, price point, you're looking at a higher price. You know, three forty-seven. If we look in uh, seeking out, or I'm sorry, Finviz at Striker, um, you're seeing PE's forty-six. Um, you know, listen, the 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 medical devices. Uh, oh, it's medical devices, not uh, stuff. Striker. I don't even know what they do. Let's see. Uh, technology company engaged in provision of innovative products. If you know something about the products and stuff, maybe it's higher. Uh, I'm not a big medical devices guy. I don't know anything about it. But it does look like you know. Hey, the trend line. It's there. Uh, volume, obviously not there because you're you're reaching into all-time highs. So the only way the volume goes higher is to create new volume shelves. Um, from a long-term perspective, yeah, you, you got the volume up there between, it looks like 288 and 300. 313, eh, I don't know. Pfizer, more of a long-term play. Fundamentals are strong. Revenues increasing. Cost lowering consistently year over year. Gross profit up 20% over the last year. Uh, earnings per share 50% year over year for the last three years. Let's look at Pfizer. Um, uh, F-I. F-I is Pfizer. Um, yeah. I mean... It, it looks that move right there from 114 to 143 since the October lows. Uh, that's a good one. I mean, you know, it looks like the volume solid. Uh, weekly, look at this. You're looking at all time highs. Same thing. I mean, it's the same exact thing. You're looking at all time highs. So, how comfortable are you buying into all time highs? If you believe in the consistency, then, then you invest in it. I mean, that's essentially what we're looking at is if you believe in this company. Remember, I've invested in Apple at all-time highs. No problem. I've invested at Microsoft at all-time highs. Am I investing in Fiserv at all-time highs? Uh, I mean, you know, it's a, what, payments company, information technology? Uh, I don't I mean, you know, this is the research that you have to do. These are the stocks that you have to look at. If you're comfortable with it, buy it. Ted, can you please comment on the price action of STZ over the uh, the last few weeks um, since the most recent peak? Think um, this is consolidation, normal pullback, or is there something more going on? Uh, in scanning, I found this as a recent golden cross-up on the four-hour algorithm. You can see. So here's what happened. Um, you're seeing the 50-day move up. I think it's just pulling back to the 50-day. Simple as that. Uh, your MACD, you know, this weekend I talked about divergence and, and how divergence can be, uh, you know, a, a tool to kind of look at. Um, if you're seeing uh, something that that doesn't make sense uh, here, if we look at this and we go here and we just look, that RSI is going up. And if you look here and we just go. That stock price is going down. That's divergence. So I don't think it's it's normal. Do I think that there's anything to this? I don't know. I don't know anything about this business. It's at, again, all-time highs. Simple pullback from all-time highs. This Constellation Brands, I know, has a ton in the weed business. So, Ted, I'd say it's, it's that divergence that you see on that four-hour um, that does not bode well to me to say, oh my God, yes, we're going up. And, and by the way, that divergence is told by the 200 day that's moving down. Even though your 50 days moving up, could you go higher? Well, they have to justify the move up to this 272 level with, with earnings. And, and it looks like they didn't do it because they did get a pump, but the, you know, the wall street's not projecting, Hey, we're, we're going to see this continue. 
So it's as simple as the market. Uh, Shep from uh, from Spotify, SMCI after this monster, I went over it. Uh, Scott and Dex, I'll get to your picks later. Let's go over uh, some of this cross-ups. Palantir, ironically, Palantir, cross-up on the four-hour. Uh, it gets you in here at $17.10. Eli Lilly, we talked about Abvi being a potential um, a, a buy on the, uh, or I'm sorry, Amgen. Amgen is the one with GLP. Uh, the, uh, Eli Lilly continues to move. This is why I want you to own this under 600. I don't know if it will get back there, but the GLP-1 drugs, this is a stock that will trade like a tech stock. So it's got confirmation their earnings are coming up. If you don't think these guys are going to say, hey, we've got GLP and it's going to go crazy. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. So, you know, get in before earnings. It's 641. It's just another cross up. The MACD came down. Um, Yeah, I mean, everything on this one points positive on Lily. Walmart. We're going to fix it, you know, fill that gap. We're just going to 168, I think it is. Uh, 168, 169. We're just going there to fill up the gap. That's it. Uh, Uvixi is one that crossed up. And this is a triple levered ETF on the VIX. Uh, this is not an investment. This is one that you trade, 754. But you can see we've lost it every time. The VIX is currently up 1% uh, at 13. If we go over here and we just go to FinViz and we type in the VIX, you can take a look at the live VIX. Let's see. Uh, the VIX is up 0.22. It was up 1% in early market, so it looks like volatility has slowed down a little bit. Royal Caribbean, um, Carnival Cruise Lines, they both got cross-up. Zoom, GE Healthcare, which I actually like, uh, got a cross-up. Zscaler, this is an interesting one because this is part of um, uh, the cybersecurity. This is another one. All-time highs. I think it's all-time highs. Let's go look. Uh, real quick. Um, algorithm makes you 15%. Buying and holding makes you 3%. It's not all-time highs, but you're probably going there. You're probably going to 350. I mean, again, it, it's expensive, but their earnings are coming in. At, right now, would I buy it right before their earnings on, let's see, February 26th? Maybe. I mean, I own Palo Alto. I want to get back into CrowdStrike. Uh, I own Fortinet. Uh, Fortinet have we crossed that gap? Let's see. Uh, Fortinet had a cross up earlier, and and, and this one moved uh, pretty significantly. Uh, and I've said, hey, we're going to fill that gap up here to 75. Seven, we're at 66 right now. We're going to fill that gap. Solid gap fill from the last earnings took 42 days, but 25% back. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, pick and choose. Remember, use the scans the way that they're supposed to be meant. If you don't have TrendSpider, you you know, try and figure out a system where you can do four-hour charting in either Webull uh, or one of the pro- programs. Uh, you can use Thinkorswim for free if you want. Fidelity Active Trader Pro. I don't think Active Trade Pro uh, lets you do um, four hours. But uh, any of the links that I have here, uh, TrendSpider, we talked about it a little bit. TrendSpider is where my four-hour algorithm. If you want TrendSpider, just click on this link. Uh, you can sign up. And once you sign up, you're going to email me. The email's right over here, dailystockpick3 at gmail.com. And just email me, and I'll email you back with the welcome letter. Uh, Seeking Alpha. This is a tool that I, I don't think people realize how good it is. If you want the premium version, click on this link and you'll get $50 off. It's 189 bucks. This tool is fantastic. Understand Seeking Alpha, click on that link and basically get a free uh, a free version of Seeking Alpha. doesn't have all the bells and whistles of the premium, but I will tell you, it is worth signing up for. It is worth getting some type of account over here so that you can start looking at this stuff. Um, and if you want the premium, you can get $50 off. It has a free 50, uh, seven-day trial. You can get that. What doesn't have a free seven-day trial is Alpha Picks. And Alpha Picks basically beats the S&P by a fairly large amount. Um, and you can get it. Basically, they email you uh, these analysis when they add or they subtract from their portfolio. So it's one of those services. I usually do not recommend these, but what the reason I do recommend this one for a hundred bucks a year, which is fantastic, it beats Motley Fool, it beats everybody. 
but they give you these great detailed explanations of why they do it. And that will help you go forward and understand why you pick stocks. And maybe you won't ask me about Mullen. Maybe you won't ask me about Cano. Uh, Maybe you won't ask me about a, a biotech stock that has no proven track record and you just read it somewhere on the internet. I got a great question from uh, somebody in the private Facebook group last night um, about, you know, is Yahoo a trusted uh, trusted source? Well, remember, Yahoo is just an aggregator. They take different um, different places like Zaxx and they take uh, Motley Fool and they take Seeking Alpha and they, they basically uh, combine it into and they will put some headlines that are crazy, uh, crazy out there. And, and this particular headline was, here's two stocks that you can buy uh, and hold for a lifetime to make a million dollars. Something of that sort. You got to play suspect on that. One of them was Plug Power. Plug Power is not a company that you can buy and hold. Plug Power is one we went over it before. You can take a chance on it if you want, but it's not one to buy and hold forever. They're losing $949 million. They're going to dilute you. Because they don't have enough money. It's not one to buy and hold. So understand there are headlines out there with people who are talking their book who want to basically get the clickbait. And so when you go when you go over to Seeking Alpha, there's no clickbait. And that's the big thing is when you go here to the home, you can look at the trending news. Uh, you can look at the trending analysis. These are all basically um, uh, curated for you as part of your uh, premium subscription. That's why I like Seeking Alpha. Uh, but if you just want the Seeking Alpha picks, that portion of Seeking Alpha is an additional uh, $100. It's not a bad thing. Because again, if you get just a couple of these and you get the entrance into a couple of these, um, oh, that's my core portfolio. But if you look at the alpha picks, if you get into a couple of these, um, then you can actually, you know, make the hundred dollars back. It's not that hard. But again, I think they beat it during a bull market. How do they perform in a bear market? I don't know. I mean, you know, this is since July of 2022. So I think that's the view performance. I think that goes back to January 22. Let's see. Um, yeah. How we get new subscribers, how we achieved out performance. Uh, it goes back to, yep, uh, July, 2022. So, but you can see they do beat, uh, S and P as do I. So you can keep listening. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. Good luck to everyone holding AMD. Good luck to everyone holding Google. Good luck to everyone holding Microsoft. Uh, I will probably be trading. So set the alerts on YouTube. If you haven't, um, I may go live. We'll see. Talk to you later. The trading bell, my heart starts to pound. Daily stock day trading podcast in my ears, guiding me through my hopes and fears. Tune in daily, don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow. Taking risks, making moves, seeking success. Together we'll conquer, no room for any less. Every morning I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. Daily stock day trading podcast. My hopes and fears